Hello, everyone. Welcome to Totally Your Prize Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley. I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi. It's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. We got Luke with us. We got Luke. Huh? What? We got Luke Luke with us. Oh. You want me to record a podcast with you? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's it. That's it. This is what I can do the bit for. There you go. She leaves the room after that. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, she left. (laughs) You did it. Great work. Mm -hmm. We got there. (laughs) Team effort this time, gang. High five. High fives all around. First time, last time. (laughs) Three, two, one, go. (laughs) Going to Gambolis for pizza after this soccer game. Luke. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I guess, I yeah, I guess what have you done this week? Usually we talk a little bit, but now I'm out of stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I went to fucking jury duty for 12 goddamn hours. They pick you? No. Shame. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I just remember the first time I went to jury duty, I I was 18. Yeah. And they're like, they're not going to like pick you. Oh, just because like, you're young. Yeah. And then, like, I'm, like, 12 hours in, and I'm, like, sitting in the jury booth. I'm, like, I think they're going to pick me. They, like, they had to cut, like, two more people, and we got to find out what our case was. Right, right. Uh, And it was a murder case. Oh, wow. Oh. First degree. And they were, like, "Uh, yeah, we should have an 18-year-old on this jury. And I I just, like, like, raised my hand. I'm, like... I don't think that I am emotionally prepared to <laughs> do this as an 18-year-old. Right. And they all looked up at you and they went, oh, my God. I oh, forgot right. you were here. Yeah, you're... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We thought you were, like, waiting to, like, get our order or something. I think if I were <laughs> right. in that situation, I'd be full. I'm like, no, no, no. I've played all four Phoenix rights. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and they would be like, you're dismissed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same end result. <laughs> well, now, like, now is... I... Go ahead. Now I just go like, oh, I'm a communist. <laughs> right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. Uh, this was a civil case. I didn't get that many details about it. I had to get there at, like, 8 a.m., and then I sat uh, around waiting for, like, an hour or two. Then the plaintiffs got to question all 70 jurors for, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh. Then there was a lunch break. Then the defendants got to question all 70 jurors for, like, two and a half hours. Then the, by then it's like 4 p.m. They send us all out to just wait in the hall. And every now and then, about every 15, 20 minutes, they call one of us in to question us further. Never called right. me in, so I assume I was just dismissed already, but they wouldn't let me fucking leave. 
Uh, that took until 7 p.m. before they're like, all right, everybody can come in. We've decided who we're picking. Not and to curse myself, but I've never been called for jury duty. Yeah, this was my third time being called for jury duty. First time, I had to be there till like, 2 o'clock, and they're like, all right, you can go. Second time, like, I didn't even leave the initial, like, check-in room. They're like, ah, half of you go to a courtroom, the other half, you're done. Yeah. And this time. Yeah, like, yeah, last time I went, like, the second that they were like, we don't need you anymore, they would just be like, all right, leave. Yeah, that's what's happened to me in the past, too. I don't know what the fuck happened this time that we had to stay there for 12 goddamn hours. It was serious. Yeah, I I mean, it sounded, what little details we got, it did sound like a pretty serious case, but, like, even the bailiff was like, I have never seen them do this before. I really don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, you just got recently called, didn't you? Yeah, uh, but they were like... We'll call you if you need if you need to come in like the week before. Oh, weird, huh? Okay. Weird. And then they didn't call me, and I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah no, the bailiff was straight. Like, I think the lawyers might be bad. <laughs> I think that's why this is taking so long. <laughs> well, you know. Listen, I'm not a lawyer, but I think they might be bad at lawyering. <laughs> Could be. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I mentioned last week me and uh, Chelsea have started watching Dragon Ball, and um. Because of that, now I'm back to playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, how's that treating you? Uh, you know, when I first, like, booted it back up, I was like, oh god, oh no, this is bad. I have not played this game in, like, three years, but I had, I had made it pretty far up the matchmaking ladder, so now it wants me to play people that were as good as I was three years ago. This is terrible. Um, but then I kind of got it back pretty quick, and what I've figured out is, oh. I don't think I made it as high, as high up that ladder as I thought I did, because I don't think I was ever that good at this game. Fair. Happens. I think I felt like I was good at it, because I was starting from an absolute baseline of zero, and I'm definitely better than that, but I was like, okay, how do you... Alright, yeah, I'm remembering how you do this, like, basic combo. Okay, I remember all, like, the buttons. Uh, right, so what's, like, my, like, basic block string with this character? Oh, I never learned one. Oh. Oh, I don't actually... I never knew how to play this game. Okay, I'm fine then. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm trying to see if I can, you know, actually learn some stuff about it. It's so fucking fast. It I've really been, is. I've been playing Guilty Gear for like a year. That game is still pretty fast, but it's, you know, it's slow enough that I can like track it pretty well. D-Beeves is so fucking fast, which I guess makes sense. Most of those characters, very fast. Can't right, be followed kind of by the naked eye. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and it's like, you know, every individual character is a lot simpler than a Guilty Gear character. You only have to do quarter circle motions for everybody. There's like at most four special moves per character. Easy, manageable. Except you have to know three characters inside and out. You to do, play. and that is why I stopped playing. Yeah, that's fair. Cool um, game though. It is a cool game. I'm I'm gonna try to stick with it, get at least like a little bit better at it, learn how to like Use assist moves in a way that's like good. Yeah. Because uh, I'm I'm looking up like guides. It's like, well, okay, you need to pick guys for your team, and you need to think about how their assists interact with one another. That's gonna be the main thing. I'm like, oh yeah, assists. Those things I definitely remember to use. Yeah, yes, I press L one and R one all the time. Yeah, and and it definitely always like accomplishes something for me. My guy doesn't immediately just get kicked back off the screen when I try it. And also, like, I don't lose all my HP on that guy when I do it. Right. <laughs> I don't get my entire team comboed at the same time when I try. I love that that's possible. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's a, a reason I like watching that game when I do. It's very funny to watch just a just a big dust cloud. Yeah, big dust cloud where you accidentally uh, summon your guy at the wrong time and your whole fucking team gets their ass beat at once. Yeah, it's pretty great. I almost managed to summon the dragon during a game, and that felt pretty Ooh. great. Uh, like I did it. I had seven bars. The dragon balls were there, but the hit that would have summoned him won the game, so it didn't ah. matter. Lame. Yeah. One day. One day I'll do it. I believe it. Man, remember that fucking Evo? Great Evo. Yeah. I was just, like, thinking about that. Like, man, Evo. Motherfucker summoned the dragon twice, and Sonic Fox did not give a shit. He don't care. Shadowrun who? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a fun time. Um, And that's, that's honestly mostly been it for me. That's fair. Uh, Ashley, what are you doing? Uh, I have been playing a lot of Grounded. They, you know, they had the final update, or at least the the, the 1.0 update. update. Yes. Uh, and so I've been playing a lot of that. I, I tried my hand at my first Black Widow. It, like, died badly. Yeah. <laughs> Did not do good. Um, and yeah, no, I've just been uh, playing around, just checking out the new armor, checking out all the new stuff, and... And, you know, building myself up to taking on some of the, the bigger things. Uh, yeah. I, you know, have been watching some movies. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I watch... Well, I've also been watching a lot of Columbo. You have? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Werewolves Within. Okay. I All right. Yeah. Wait, is that an episode of it Columbo? Took me a second. Or is that a movie? I thought you were talking about an episode of yeah. Columbo before remembering it was a movie. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know Columbo went into the supernatural. Sorry. It could have just I, been a whole thing, you know? Yeah. I was loading up my like letterbox diary and right. I was using the Columbo as a stopgap to buy time. <laughs> oh sure, sure. Just one more question. Uh what phase was the moon in that <laughs> night? Uh, you know, that's the thing I like my wife, she reads these romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> but you were uh, out late last night, right? <laughs> I have never seen an episode of Columbo. Oh, God. <laughs> I've seen so clips, but that's it. Good. Uh, one of the ones I watched that I actually thought was like, the the episode on the whole was good, but the, I thought the ending was weak because they, they pull a, a thing they don't usually do. Sure. Um... But yeah, Werewolves Within, it was, it's weirdly, technically, a a video game adaptation. Oh, of what? Of a game called Werewolves Within that's oh, okay. just a VR version oh. of the game, like the table game Werewolf. Oh, okay. Oh. Weird. What? Okay. Yeah. Why? It, like, okay. It, yeah. I don't know, like, why it... Yeah, that's a bizarre series. That's like, a weird... Who paid just, for the rights to that? Even just making VR Werewolf is weird to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And then taking it one step further and then making that movie. Right. Pretty weird. Like, well, Mafia uh, so, is an old game. You can just do it. So, part of me is, like, sometimes they're, like, they'll buy the rights for something just because, like, oh, like, they're, like that's a good name or, like, there's sure. a good idea there. But also, this was technically, like, a part partnership with Ubisoft? What? What? 
There was like a Ubisoft Films logo? This is what? more questions than answers here. <laughs> the same people that brought you Assassin's Creed. Yes. A movie that's not good, but is better than you might think. It is better than you might think. I had a, I had a lovely time watching it. I had a perfectly fine time watching the Assassin's Creed movie. Uh, it's a film. Yeah. I had a comparable time that I do have, like... Playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> the thing is, the Animus being a thing he jumps around in in a big room is really good. Yeah. That's way smart. And also the bad guys being like, yeah, we just want to cure violence. Like, what? Yeah. What? Okay. Um, but... Yeah, this is... It's also, like, the game takes place in, like, a... Has, like, the aesthetics of, like, medieval era stuff. Okay. Uh, and this has, like, totally different... It, it, it takes place in, like, a small, like, Oregon town right. in modern day. So, like, really not related at all other than the name. Right, and, this really is the just one of the rights to the name. Yeah. And, like, Ubisoft was like, hey, we'll give you, like, you know, we'll sponsor some of this if you pay for our... Right. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. Why does Ubisoft have the rights to Werewolf? No, it's they have the rights to the name Werewolves Within. <laughs> right, but I mean, like, they, okay, they whatever. probably published that VR game. Yes. Right, but okay, whatever. <laughs> this chain is too long. It is. I mean, I don't it's, and, disagree and, and, there. Yeah. It does. Anyway, the movie's fine. It's good. Sure. I had a good time with it. It's a horror comedy. About you know people being paranoid that one of them is a werewolf. Right. It's not that complicated. How like recent is this movie? Like recent, like twenty twenty one. Okay, okay. Because then they also did that movie uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies this year. That's like this basically the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we in a werewolf era? Well, I don't think no. that one's werewolves. That one's just like. Le- Molly, what happened is the video game Among Us got very popular, and oh, I think right. business people want to bite of that pie. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, th- th- I do know that there was another, like, big werewolf movie that people were like, oh, this one's actually pretty good. Okay, so are oh, we yeah. in a werewolf era? Maybe we are. I think so, and yeah, yeah also, like, it fits into the Among Us. <laughs> Nobody's even wearing a funny little spacesuit. No. Yeah. No, yeah, it was just a... Like, 90 minute, perfectly fine, good, like, yeah, just like, all right, <laughs> had a good time. I <laughs> uh, a solid 90 minutes. Yeah. It, it had a, the lady who was supposed to be Squirrel Girl in it, and she's cute. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Hey, pretty good movie. That's a pretty good movie. Pretty fun time. It's just... People, people were right about it. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. I had heard like you know so many quotes and stuff from that movie and so many right. like you know famous shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't really know what like it was about. Yeah. Other than like nuclear war. Right. Vaguely, and then. Yeah, that that movie I was like, hit way closer to home sometimes and I was like oh yeah yeah nothing oh. ever changes it turns out yeah it's as I said to you far rights are the same uh-huh 
Molly, the, the villain of that movie basically is a guy who goes on our no-nut. Alright. Right. He's gotta protect his, his fluids. Yeah. Listen, if you, flu- if you read a fun little thing called The Communist Manifesto, you will realize nothing has ever changed, ever. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um... Yeah, I, I remember you, Luke, saying that, like, uh, your dad got, like, you rewatched it recently, or you, yeah, you it watched wasn't, it. It was whenever I saw it with him, he was like, oh, you never seen that movie? You should watch it. Let's, let's sit down and watch it. And we were watching Doctor Strange Love, having a great time. He, you know, uh, you can't fight in here. It's the war room. Ah, ha, ha, funny joke. But then it got to, yeah, the, the general guy uh, ranting about how the Russians are putting fluoride in our water to taint our bodily fluids. And my dad got grumpy because... And he's like, wait a minute, that's a real thing. Because, well, maybe not the Russians, but, you know, yeah, fluoride really is, like, you know, they won't tell you why they're actually doing it, and they won't answer any questions about it. It's it's not, you know, this movie's trying to make it, like, oh, only a stupid person would think that, but actually... My seventh but grade actually, teacher uh, brought up fluoride in the water once, and uh-huh. I literally said, that's stupid, uh, to the teacher that got very <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> I didn't understand what was happening at that moment. Right, uh, but I did tell the teacher that they were stupid, and she, I, I got a worse grade in that class for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My dad will very like he will not drink unfiltered, or he won't even drink filtered tap water. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, you know, hey, if you put like a bowl of water in front, like from the sink in front of an animal, they'll they'll drink out of a puddle instead. What does that tell you? And then he'll go to his refrigerator hooked up to the water line and get some right. ice in there for his soda pop. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And I'm like, yeah. buddy. buddy. Buddy, I got terrible news for you. Don't tell him. I have better off. No. <laughs> and One also, day I'll he be would mad at him you. and I will tell him as a mean thing, but so yeah. far, as an So happens. far, so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jitter Ripper goes the full way that he only drinks rainwater. Uh huh. Oh my god. He's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. That, guy's, that guy's dead as hell. Right, and the th- that guy's the movie is just what if that guy decided, eh, we should probably nuke the Russians. Yeah, and it turns yeah. out all those safeguards we have actually just make it take way too long to stop that from happening. So, uh oh. Yeah, uh, Slim Pickens is great. Uh huh. Um, I had like have read like multiple stories about like you know since watching it that like he didn't know that it was a comedy. <laughs> right. Which makes sense, because, like, he plays it uh, incredibly straight. It's just that he is a comedic person. Right. Uh, like, he, not on purpose from him. <laughs> he just is a cartoon character. <laughs> yes. Uh, His name is Slim Pickens. Yes. Uh, but, like, yeah, just watching that movie, I'm like, I, I know that, like, because it's a cliche that you can't make a, a true anti-war movie because someone will treat it as a pro, pro-war movie. Well, yeah, and at some point you, like, you'll depict war and that's like inherently like an exciting thing to see on screen. Yeah. Yeah. It is sick uh, to see people fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool to see James Earl Jones as a baby actor. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, that guy's voice is too deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's James Earl Jones. <laughs> Um, and Pierce Sellers, he's pretty good acting. Hey, I've heard and that all, about and, him. Just, I, I was telling Molly about how Pierce Sellers, like, is, has, like, no, like, true personality. Oh. <laughs> and just, like, how he's, like, 
Yeah, like, if he's in character, he's, like, a fun guy. But if he's not in character, he's just, like, <laughs> a mannequin. So weird. I, I know nothing about, like, especially, like, older actors. Oh, yeah, Peter Sellers, like, th- there's all of these stories about how, like, when he was on the, like, the Muppet show, he, like, said, the only thing I won't do is appear as myself. Okay. Uh, he does, um... Like, the Criterion version of Doctor Strange Love has, like, interviews with all of them that were going out, at, like, at that time. Right. And he does his interviews while dressed up as the president and doing his American accent and claims that that's his real accent, even though he's from England. Weird. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, like, incredibly good at acting. It's just he's also, like, he's kind of... He's too good at acting. Yeah, it's... It's one of those things that people kind of chase, and I'm like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Why would you chase that? It kind of seemed like it ruined him, and that he's already kind of a deeply ruined person beforehand. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But good, though. Yeah. Uh, Molly. Uh, yeah, hi. What have you been Uh, doing? Nothing. You know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, moving on. Uh, (laughs) uh, I played Fortnite and Grand Blue Fantasy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I did both things I talked about last week. I watched a few episodes of Hunter x Hunter, um, but I've already read the part of the manga for the episodes I watched, so I don't, I don't have anything to report. Uh, and I started playing The Last of Us up to the point where uh, you go to find Bill. Uh, so out of the first like major section of the game. Right. How, how's, um, how's Last of Us treating you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it game a lot like easier to put like your blinders on when a real pandemic isn't happening. Oh sure, uh huh, yeah. Because th- th- a thing I was talking about on Twitter is like this is a world that supposes after like each city declares independent martial law that there's still going to be mail going out for like jury duty. Which is yeah, I didn't insane. To jury me. duty happening in the last. It's of not us. really jury duty. It's it. It's going out to patrol like the outside of the city duty, oh, which is okay. effectively jury duty, except deadly. I guess. <laughs> sure. Except it'll kill you. <laughs> but like you know, same idea. Yeah. Um. So, it's just. And uh, okay, so I went to download it. Uh-huh. I was not. Pr- I. I would not be doing this if I had to purchase The Last of Us Part 1 for the PS5. Right, not fucking happening, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I go in there, and on the PS5, they have the PlayStation Plus collection, which is a set of, like, 16 PS4 games that are uh, nominally good. Yes. Uh, that, that are that are their best sellers, basically. Right. It is It is like they have the greatest hits collection that you could use to be able to buy, like, cool $20 games in stores that they never do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, The Last of Us Remastered used to be obviously in there. It is not anymore. Because ah! they released... <laughs> because they released The Last of Us Part 1, the remake, right? Oh, I see. So what you can do... So I searched in there, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, so I'm like, there's no way they took this, like, all the way down, right? So I go, and you have to manually search the PlayStation Store for The Last of Us Remastered. 
It is still part of the collection, but they don't show it to you now when you go to the collection. You have to go find it independently. Okay. Uh, mm. Which I understand the behavior, but also it's disgusting. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fucking fault. You put it in there. Um. So yeah. Anyway, um, that game is really like dark lighting wise. Yeah. Not dark uh, content wise, like whatever video games. Sure. Um, th- it's way harder. I don't know if this is a thing with the remaster because I don't remember it being like this. There's shit. I have the brightness cranked all the way up, and there are still rooms that are pitch black. And I'm like, dude, huh. this is not what it used to be. I feel like, uh, or you know, maybe I just have like. You know some uh, some rose colored glasses, rose tinted glasses about what The Last of Us was. I right. don't remember it being like this difficult to interact with most of the time. <laughs> I'm imagining they actually went a step further, not just hid the remaster, uh, patched it to make they it patched worse. It to make it worse, I, yeah. <laughs> I would not put it past them, honestly. <laughs> They're like, don't isn't the lighting so much better now? Look. Well, the game looks so much better. Look, uh-huh. he, here's the PS4 running. The, you know the current version of Last of Us Remastered, and <laughs> I can't here's... wait for the Horizon Zero Dawn remake. I, I that is insane to me. <laughs> it's been five years. Like maybe should be made illegal. <laughs> I, I guess to be fair, they did the same fucking shit with the Last of Us Remaster, right? Because that came out in like 2013, and then the remaster was 2014. Yeah, the idea was they were uprising it for PS4, which, sure, whatever. They do that to all the games that come out now from PS4 to PS5. Whatever. True, I true. Can, I'll, yeah. I'll roll my eyes at that and move on, but you can't remake the game yet. Um, they're remaking Dead Space now, too, which I just found out the other day. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I knew this before. Yeah. yeah. I think we've talked about it, yeah. We I, might I, have, but, like, I, what, yeah. what are you doing? What are we doing? Um, well, making new video video games games. is hard. (laughs) There's no video games. There's really not many right now. It's, and all the ones, yes, I I worked myself into a shoot thinking that they were remaking the Sly Cooper trilogy. Uh Oh, you really did. Why would they ever do that? Because they were announced, they were, like, posting all of this stuff for the 20th anniversary and, like, you know, like, putting up posters and stuff. And then, like, Fan Gamer started putting out, like, merch for it. And I'm like, they're fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, they're going to do Jack and Daxter. There's no way in hell they will ever remake any of those no. Jack and Daxter games. They did that for the PS3. They will not do it again. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. I'd be surprised. How many people that worked on Jack and Daxter still work at Naughty Talk? Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, Naughty Talk just owns it. They could just do it. Well, they could do it, but I'm saying, like, Nobody that like like they've nobody wants pivoted so hard as a company. That's not the kind of video game they make anymore. When is Infamous remastered? <laughs> <laughs> when like can Nora finally stop sending yeah, when can those Nora letters? Stop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I'm playing the last. I I haven't touched it since I played it. That all getting to the part where you go find Bill is like the end of the first section, and that's right. why I'm not playing. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it the first big combat encounter, I don't remember it being this hard. Yeah. Uh, but it took me a lot of tries to get it right. Uh, I remember getting hung up on the combat in that game a lot and feeling like, this is not what this game's really about. Like, I, th- the scares aren't really scary the tenth time, guys. Right. Yeah, that was always, like, my major issue with Last of Us, where it's like, I really do feel like you guys have, like, a movie yeah. Version of this, or in perhaps your head. a prestige HBO show. 
Yeah, it's like in your head, and so you like want me to take this zombie down in a very like specific way. Yeah. And every time that I fail that and have to go back like right before and do it again and fail again, it just like really drawn me out of it. Yeah. yeah, It just like destroys everything for this. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh. But I once I got through that part and like I I now have the like hunting rifle and shit now. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm like, oh, maybe this is the part where, like, it becomes a real video game. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, again, I have not touched it since then, so yeah. uh, I couldn't tell you. Last of Us Part 1 should have rebuilt The Last of Us to play, like, RE4, complete with, like, the suplex move. Then oh, maybe we'd sick. have something. Now, yeah, well, I would just play RE4 at that point. Well, but it, I'm saying if it was basically a level pack for RE4. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because, listen, I love RE4, but I've played through that castle a lot. I've played through that castle a lot. And I mean, that island is a little lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, listen, it's more RE4, which is better is. than most video games, but it's a drop-off. Yeah, it's a drop-off. It's fine. You don't have to get there. No, you don't. You just don't. play through the village, and you're like, oh my god. It's <laughs> the best <laughs> game ever made. You play through the whole village, you play through about half the castle, then you think, I'll just go watch the Krauser knife fight on YouTube, and then I'm I done. i go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> I just trying um, to think what game I downloaded a lot of level packs for because I know there was one. Yeah. Tony Hawk's like, Pro Skater. That I think I might it might be Time Splitters. Oh sure. Oh probably yeah. Played a lot of played a lot of split screen Time Splitters. I will never get over the fact that RE4 was the first Resident Evil I ever played, and I just assumed, oh, okay, Krauser must be like a really important character from an old game the way they're talking about it. <laughs> and then no, uh, no. Yeah. I guess I haven't. I, I know about one through three. I haven't really played them. I, I guess played I did two know remake. This. That's it. Yeah. But you know, Krauser's a brand new character. You said that. Yeah, like, he's ah, just a Leon, guy. Leon, I'm back. It's me. Remember it's me. your old partner. I'm like, okay. <laughs> when I killed your brother. <laughs> uh, Ada Wong. Ada Wong. The big Hell cheese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the big cheese. Right, yes, the big cheese. The big Sorry. cheese! I thought you said the big G's at first. Oh. I was like, what are you talking about? No. But no, that was just me. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be a way. I should be playing Resident Evil 4 instead. It's a way better game. I should be playing Dead Space. Way better game. <laughs> you know, it is, it is October. I'm need to fire up RE4. You could. Uh, Twin Peaks? Twin, Twin Peaks! Peaks. We watched Twin Peaks Season 3, Episode 10, a.k.a. Twin Peaks The Return, Part 10, A.K.A. Twin Peaks, a limited event series, part 10. A.K.A. Laura's the one. I saw, I saw who said it, and now I'm, like, more okay with it, but still. Uh-huh. I mean, who else would ever say it but the Log Lady? Yeah, that's true. But also, there's like there's possibilities. Yeah, I mean, this there's is. Things. She's she's quoting the Log Lady intro of the pilot. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the, yeah. the first Log Lady intro is all, like, Laura's the one, like, through which you're going to, like, meet the many people of Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes it a little bit better, then. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't remember if you told me that before. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. Still not great. Still not great, you know. Um, we open on some beautiful mountains. What a, what a nice, peaceful scene. It's like... Hope nothing bad happens. It's either, like, kind of late morning or early afternoon. Hard to tell exactly, but, you know, uh, some a nice golden light, kind of... In this valley with this trailer, as a... Why does this woman live in, a like, a little fey court? 
what is happening over here in this little section be, of the be, trailer park? Because she's a nice woman and yeah. she's just a nice person, and so yeah. uh-huh. she's about to get obliterated. I, I understand, but she's got her Christmas decorations up outside, even though it's like March. That's true. Uh, which you know, hey, good for her. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want, man. Do whatever you want. I don't remember Miriam. Is that her name, or did I make that up? Mir- yeah, Miriam. I believe yeah. it is. This is the teacher who we saw briefly several episodes back at the double R. She saw Richard run over that kid. And now Richard's here to intimidate her. And she's yelling at him through her door that she's already told the police. Frankly, she's confused about why he's not arrested yet. Yep. Um, And she's also mailed them a letter uh, explaining that he did it and that if anything happens to her, he's the one who did it to her. And he asked her when she sent it, and she sent it just the other day, so probably hasn't gotten there yet. So he runs up and smashes the glass of her door to unlock the door, and we don't see him beat the shit out of her, but he beats the shit out of her. And then he sets a candle in there and turns on the gas stove and leaves her to explode. Yep, and she's just laying on the ground bleeding out while the gas fills the trailer. We see that. Yeah. Sucks, Um, man. Yeah, a lot of uh lot of violence in this opening bit. A lot of lot of Richard violence especially. Just a lot of men beating up women. Yeah, yeah. through throughout this episode. Yeah. I I I said like on Twitter like ooh, like pretty violent uh like women beating already. Uh-huh. And then I was like that was before something like that commenting on beating women. Yeah. And then I was like, that was before the second time it happens in the first, like, six minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um, you know, you've brought it up before, actually, that, like, yeah, at what point does it stop being a theme and just start being, you know, stop it? A, Egregious. Like a, yeah, yeah, a quick way to establish a character is bad. Yeah. And I feel like a big difference between how this show handles violence against women and how the old show did is that, like... Shelly was one of the main characters of the show. She, we like yeah. yes. That storyline was through her POV for the most part. They and it matters got weird because about the you end. care about Shelly, right? Yes. Laura, the entire show is about trying to understand her better, and then the movie is fully from her POV. Like she is an agent in that story. Miriam and Shelly's daughter are characters that exist to get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, yep. Shelly's daughter has only appeared in our. Like, uh, case in point, we're calling her Shelly's daughter and not her name. Yes. What's, what's her name? I think Becky, but I'm not positive. You don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, and you've watched this show a lot, this <laughs> season like a lot. This is, like, my third or fourth viewing, and I'm like, yeah. I think her name's Becky. Yeah, she exists really to, like, every scene that we've seen her in is some is something bad happening to her. Right, yeah. Her name is, uh, in fact, Becky. I was right, but oh, the point right. stands. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This, listen, I'll level with you. This sucks. Yeah. It's it's too much. And it feels like it's... It just feels exploitative in a way that the violence has not felt exploitative in Twin Peaks in the past. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't help that Richard is cartoonish. And yes. Yeah. Is already supposed to be like... You know, when we saw him with other criminals, that he's kind of—he's just uh, not. 
He's scary yeah. because he keeps hurting people. He's not scary because he's a scary person. Right. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like that's probably the point, right? But like, yes, like that he's like an incompetent. Like he's man, a little pissant that just tries right, to establish dominance to establish himself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, but all the same, it's not pleasant to watch, and it's yeah, hard it's to. Good. Yeah. It's not like it's. Tw- the return is such like a patchwork story, especially so far, where it's just like there's a million different plot threads. You'll get like a new character that will exist for one scene and then never be seen again. You, you, I, I kind of feel like you could just cut Richard out of the show and you wouldn't notice something's missing. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like zero percent. Well, yeah. So far, anyway, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah I so might, far. So far. I, Obviously, I don't know this, about this eight more going places, but, but yeah. Um. I. Yeah, like, I was thinking about Leo, and even, like, when Leo was more, like, comedic, almost. Right. And even when he was, like, an over-the-top horror villain, he was still, like, a horror villain. Yes. Like, even when he's, like, not able to move, the threat of Leo is so scary because he's so scary in the first part that it still works. Yes. yes. Absolutely. And we're, and we're given time to, like, exist in that world. Right. And he's, like, integrated into the overarching plot. It's not just, hey, also, Shelley's being abused. It's, like, yes. the whole point is he's the big, like, red herring murder suspect of, like, hey, is there more? There's clearly more going on with him. Is he connected to the murder? How? Yeah. Here it's uh, just, hey, let's take a break to watch Richard beat up an innocent woman. Yeah. And then watch, you know... Shelly's daughter get beat up. Yeah. Uh, in between those, though, we do get, uh, hey, Harry Dean Stanton's got a guitar and a sweet little voice. I was like, all right, okay. Yeah. Rough opening. Thank you, uh-huh. Harry. Yeah. Uh, this is fine, I guess. Yeah, I, I yeah. like his little song, uh, but it gets interrupted by... And then it a, gets ruined, yeah. Yeah, by a coffee mug flying through the window of one of the trailers, and he's just like, oh, fucking nightmare. And it cuts inside to where, yeah, uh, Becky and Steven? Yeah, Steven, her husband, uh, are, I mean, fighting's too strong a word. He's got her, like, curled up in a fetal position on the bed, and he's, like, threatening to punch her in the face because she said, like, we're coming in halfway through, but clearly she said something about how he hasn't gotten a job yet. Yeah, and is, you know, doing the thing of, like, all of this is your fault. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And like, ah, uh, you know, what? Why are you shitting on me when you barely even make minimum wage at your job? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and yet she has job. I feel like you could do one of these two scenes, and I'd be yeah. like, ooh, ah, that's that's rough. But like, yeah, that I'd be like that. Yeah. That Doing happens. them back to back, it's just like, no, stop it. Yep, it's bad. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And we're not done yet. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, cause yeah, after that, then, well, we get a break, another break, though. Okay. <laughs> Which, again, now. <laughs> bit of a total whiplash, but... Extremely a total whiplash, but... <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> perhaps not, like, structured the best as an episode, but this scene... <laughs> I have no notes in and of itself. Yeah, no. I... Yeah, I... The entire time for this scene, I was started worried that I was going to get to see- seeing another woman get abused. That's fair. Yeah. And that is it a reasonable kind of thing to be anxious about. Made me not be able to and enjoy it as much as I maybe could have. I, I think that is That's totally com- reasonable. Completely fair, but as this woman follows a fly around the living room, 
and then gets rid of the napkin she's holding to try and get rid of the fly and then picks up a remote for the TV. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What is it? Is is this Bradley Mitchum? He's one of the Mitchum brothers. I don't know. Just one guy. They're one guy. This is the uh, (laughs) two-headed casino man. Right. It's the one that's not Jim Belushi. Yeah, Yeah, not Jim Belushi. Uh, no, okay, Bradley Mitchum is Rodney. This is Rodney. This is Rodney Mitchum. He's, okay. like, sitting in his fancy living room doing some kind of business work just with a pen and paper. It's, it's very the focused. casino surveillance log. So. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear a fly buzzing, and if you've ever watched a single television show <laughs> or cartoon ever, you know how this is going to end immediately. Yes. yes. As, yeah, uh, Candy, one of the, like, showgirls that just pose sulturally behind them when they beat up people. This is, a, this is like a sister-wife situation, right? I don't know. They, These they two, clearly live in the house with them, but it doesn't... The, the Mitchum brothers are definitely married to all three of these women. I I don't get the vibe that they're married to them. I they're not the, married to them, but, you know, they are supporting them. I don't get the vibe them. that they're, like, sleeping with them. They're just like, no, no, your, your job is to just be around and be cool decoration in case we need to do something. So you're on call 24-7. Yeah, maybe. And I don't you know. Got, you gotta wear those pink, yeah. you know, like, Right, yes, I mean, that's the outfits. thing. This is clearly sexual. Yeah, I, I can't say you're wrong. I'm just guessing, I, I but I don't I know. I don't think that they have sex with them necessarily. I think they just like them to look sexy and be around them at all times. Right, yeah. Maybe, but I think uh, if you're already going that far, you're already fucking. So. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. That's just not what I took it for. But yeah, eventually. I, yeah, they, I just, there are a lot of like celebrities and people who will pay for strippers and other hot girls to just hang out in their like place. Sure. And do they fuck some of them? Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. a lot of them it's just... Uh, but yeah, Candy is very zeroed in on this fly, and Rodney is so focused on his work that he's not paying any attention to her. And eventually the fly lands on his face! And she grabs the TV <laughs> remote and just fucking slaps the shit out of him with it <laughs> and then immediately realizes what she's done and starts screaming and sobbing <laughs> and really like funny jim belushi runs in to see what happened is like trying to look at his brother's like face injury well candy's just sobbing and trying to grab him and hug him and like <laughs> yeah and rodney's like jesus everybody get off me i'm fine <laughs> it's just a tv remote jesus I mean, she got... He's bleeding. Oh, yeah, he's She got bleeding. him pretty good. Yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, elsewhere in Las Vegas, uh, Dougie I know, is, I know yeah. the scene happens at the right moment. I think it is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I like the scene a lot, but yes. It is very much like we went from two scenes of really intense, horrible violence to the goofiest slapstick possible, and like... Yeah, I can see why those are maybe not yeah, too great not taste to taste line great up. together, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Dougie has finally gotten to the doctor's office. Uh, the doctor is, you know, examining him. And, you know, um, Janie I, I, E. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say right now. Yeah. I, I had a long card thought last night that this was my least favorite episode of Twin Peaks. That's fair. And yeah. I know we're getting. Uh, yeah. We're going to be getting to another scene that contributed to that, that I'm, you know, we'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Molly. No, I have nothing to say. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, the doctor is inspecting Dougie, um, you know, giving him just the old, like, uh, stethoscope thing. And, but everyone is too distracted, like, yo, you're, bro, you're fucking fit. Yeah. Woo. Bro, you're fucking jacked. Yeah, this is the first time Janie E is really taking notice of the fact that her husband magically got more fit after getting slurped through an electrical socket. That happens and, every uh, time you go through one of those. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just kind of like, oh, oh, Kyle McLaughlin, hello. Yeah. Reasonable, and, reasonable, I think. Sure. And I think that's basically all that happens in this scene, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They, they basically instantly start ignoring all of his, like, mental issues just because, right. oh, man, he's real fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, uh, I think you'll find that if you're healthy, doctors really don't pay much attention to anything else going on with you. Yeah. That, it, that is. is true, but I also don't necessarily think that's what they're going for here. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why it couldn't be both, but... It, it could be. I, I, I would just be surprised if David Lynch has taken him like, yeah, no, it turns out weight loss you just makes them all, you know, I don't know if that's a thing that he... Who knows? I don't know. I, 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 know I don't know, saying. but it does hit. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, night has fallen in Las Vegas as we cut now back to the living room. Uh, the other two showgirls, Sandy and Mandy, I think are their names. They don't ever get said. Yeah, it's Sandy, Candy, and Mandy. Yeah. Candy is just, just hysterical with grief. She's just sobbing in the corner. Uh, one of the other girls tries to, like, fix her a martini, but she's just inconsolable. Rodney's just sitting here, his face is bandaged up, and he's clearly uncomfortable. He's like, Candy, I'm, I'm fine. It's yeah, really not stop. a big deal. Jeez. I'm okay. Yeah. And she's like, how could you love me after I did that? <laughs> Which is also why I think they're fucking. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, But yeah, is this where the news comes on or is that later? It sure is. Yeah. It's local <laughs> news Las- time, baby. <laughs> the Las Vegas news comes on on TV because he's just trying to ignore her. And of course, because it's Las Vegas, they gotta roll the dice to see what's up next on the local news. This is so good. fucking good. The graphic on the like dice rolling down to show local news. It's. I wish every city had thematically appropriate news <laughs> graphics. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Uh, but but yeah, they're like, the- hey, they fucking got Ike. Yeah, they like the spike's been caught and it's on the news. And the Mitchum brothers were like, oh, thank God, that fucking asshole's in prison. Great, don't gotta worry about him anymore. Hey, call up that hit we put on him. That'll save us some money. Yeah, save us some money. Easy. Yeah. Uh, But then they see that he was caught attempting to murder Douglas Jones. Mr. Jackpots himself. That's Mr. Jackpots! That's the guy that came and took them for fools on the the slot machines. And now they know his name. Yes, Mr. Jackpots. Turn, yeah. <laughs> it turns out it turns out our Mr. Jones is Mr. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> what is <laughs> I appreciate a set of brothers who just say really stupid shit. So the, the Mitchum brothers are just like the updated version of the fucking Horn brothers for our new modern times, and God that's, bless you them. know, that's true. Yeah. Mm, they're not as they're good. Just, mm, I don't mm, I, I don't like know. the Mitchum brothers quite a bit. I am enjoying myself quite a lot here. We get a lot more of Ben and Jerry, so like it's hard to compare. Because now, Lord granted, knows, nobody I, nobody's I coming from France Horn. with a nice sandwich. Okay, this we're not there yet. 
None but, of them have done even a, a sliver of the cigar work that Ben's put in. I, I, I'm just saying that, like, early on in, you know, with Ben and Jerry, yeah. you get an instant thing of these are two different guys who are also the same. Right. Uh, while I think that these guys just kind of feel a bit too similar. That's that's not unfair. I, 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 I think, also yeah. am just in general not having as good a time as either of you. Sure. <laughs> so right. maybe yeah. things work not as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Um, but yeah, it turns out our Mr. Jones is actually Mr. Jones. And <laughs> everyone's just continuing to try to ignore uh, uh, Candy sobbing. Uh, meanwhile, Molly, I think you feel like you've been validated by this next scene. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, David David Lynch foot fucking freak. Sorry, bud. We found him. <laughs> you caught in 4K, my man. Uh, because we cut to the Jones residence that night, and uh, Janie Long E is shot of Naomi Watts's feet. <laughs> Janie E is just kind of like leaning back in her chair and like curling her toes in her shoes uh, because she's just so excited by her husband Dougie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, first he killed I, a guy. I, yeah, I did not pick up on this, but it is a hundred percent. David Lynch is the this foot is freak. Foot freak confirmed. <laughs> After all this searching, perhaps they were both foot freaks, and they were together. Foot freak. Yes. <laughs> I just um, can't believe we finally solved the mystery of Twin Peaks. I'm gonna go make a four-hour <laughs> video about it. Yeah. The important thing now is feet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dougie truly is the just... twin peaks of every human body, <laughs> except uh, the bottom or the, the reverse, the reverse peaks. <laughs> well, I thought you were saying that the bottom, uh, aka the ass, was also two peaks. Oh, sure. It is also two peaks. You know, There's when, you a lot, lot it, of, when you think about the it, the body is made out of twin peaks. That's so true. <laughs> Bilateral symmetry. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Anyway, Dougie has cake. Yeah, Dougie has cake. He's just munching his cake uh, in a Dougie kind of way, you know, very slowly kind of, you know, he's working the fork, but he's having a hard time with it. And meanwhile, uh, Janie is just really trying hard to come on to him, being like, she is horny out of her mind. Uh Uh-huh. Dougie, do you find me attractive? Because I find you attractive. And then he just kind of looks over and then looks back. Yeah. Smash cut Uh, to them fucking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Janie is just on top of him, just going up and down, like his arms are bouncing on the mattress. Go ahead, Ashley. Oh, I, I was a bit uncomfortable with this. I'm, I am torn. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. understand why you are uncomfortable, and I think you're right, but also, I also think this is extremely funny. I, I kind of, like, I, I kind of said to you, like, I think there are scenes in this you're going to like yeah. that I don't. Molly. Yeah, yeah. Or I thought about saying it to you. Right. Yeah, you, you definitely thought about it. Well, you said that you uh, you just think you don't like some of that stuff. Uh, this is also extremely dumb soap opera shit to me, so... Sure. I, yes, I, it, it, 100% it is. Uh, it's just, again, when I'm already on a downward trajectory. Right, you're going to take yeah, it in a negative light when you're yeah. set up to just be like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, yeah. When I, yeah. I think part of it for me is that um, it's it, it's something we've kind of talked about before, where Dougie is kind of two different bits at the same time. Because in on one hand, 
Dougie is Cooper having a severe mental health crisis. Not mental health crisis, even. Like, his brain is, like, not functioning the way that it did before. And, like, he is, like, extremely limited cognitively. And sometimes they play it exactly like that. And at other times, it's more like, no, 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 Dougie is, like, a hollow shell of a fictional character that walks around and, like, through wacky happenstance, fulfills, like, the functions his character is supposed to for the plot, even right. though there's nothing going on internally. Yeah. And I think reading it the latter, this is very funny to me. Reading it the former, I'm like, this is a weird choice, guys. Yeah, this, this is-, is not a good choice. In that. Yeah. yeah. So, that yeah, that I kind of land on the fence with it because, yeah, I can see both ways of looking at it, and I either think it's very funny or uncomfortable territory that we didn't need to touch. Uh, for what it's worth, honestly, I think you're right. It is it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But also but, the, the common and, place for me. Right. Oh, yeah. And, like, the, the image of him or His her, fucking arms bouncing yeah, on the bed is so ba- fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, it is just... They are both doing good, like, physical comedy bits. Right. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, Naomi Watts also very funny in this scene. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Like, they are both doing the comedy extremely well. I, I get... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 weird stuff. It The, like, discomfort of it is helped for me. Not totally fixed, but, like, the fact that he is clearly, like... The scene afterwards where they're cuddling together and he is just fully happy and, like, he's mirroring her when he says love you, but also he picks and chooses what words he mirrors. Like, he means it. He's okay with what happened, which makes me a little more okay with it, but it's still weird and not, like, yeah, that but doesn't I mean, solve like, it. Even if he's okay with it, that doesn't mean he understands what, you know, yeah, just transpired, totally, totally, right? Totally. So, yeah. I was, it's not like he's totally not there and, like... Yeah, I mean, it clearly he has this big, dumb smile on his face the whole time, so... Right, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, again, like, it's tough to know how much Cooper is in there at any given time. And I think you can read it in a way like, oh, no, he's totally in there. He's just limited in, like, the things he can do and say. And in that light, I think it's okay, but you can also read it as he's kind of not really there and this is taking advantage of him. It's it's weird. Uh, also weird, Doctor Jacoby. No, Do you have anything th- else you want to add, Ashley? I, oh, know, yeah, sorry, I don't I mean to move on. us past that. If you no, had more no, to no. say, no, no, no. I'm I'm I we I fully express what I feel, and yeah, like yeah, it is something that I think like is objectively on its own very funny, but just in a larger yeah. context and in my personal opinion, left me kind of uncomfortable. I, yeah. I think that's totally fair. It it. Like I said, it both makes me laugh and makes me uncomfortable at the same time, and I don't really... Yeah, but... Um, I don't really know how to resolve that. Sp- yeah, we were talking about fluoride earlier. Dr. Amp. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Amp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just basically doing the exact same shtick we've already seen him do. Uh, you know, different lines, but same gist. Yeah, same deal. I'm like, you know, he is right, but... Yeah, they own the fucking hospitals and they the morgues. They own the hospitals. So they true. cram us full of sugary bullshit. And then yeah. send us to the hospital, and then they make money off us dying, even. Yeah, and they, I'm like, and I guess yeah. you're not wrong, but I think you're coming into the, uh... Yeah, it's... Coming to the wrong angle, right. sir. Uh, yeah, and Nadine it, is jerking it, off to this every fucking night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ooh. Uh, it's, it's the thing a lot of conspiracy theorists where it's like, I feel like there are something wrong with the world, and I feel right. like I'm being taken advantage of. 
Right. It's it's definitely the Jews. You're right. Yes. You're right. identifying <laughs> the problem and then making a hard left swerve yes. when it comes to what the solution is. Yeah. Like. Okay. Wait. 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 I was with you for a second there. Yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. He and just, again, he doesn't go all the way into saying something like that. But, yeah. You no. Know, but the subtext. He reads like extremely. Like we said last time that he's libertarian. He like he reads more libertarian even. Yeah. yeah I think is, he's even more Alex Jonesy this time than last yeah. time. Yes. Uh, but yeah, 100%. Nadine fucking loves it. And, uh, <laughs> loves it so much that she has displayed it in the front of her store. In front of her store, which she now has run called... Run Silent Run Drapes! Run Silent Run Drapes! My god, I love she her so much. She made it happen. She you did know what? it, guys. Good for her. Oh, she was the true girl boss all along. Nothing but love for Nadine. Congrats. Absolutely. Go she get your it. weird. Go get your weird conservative dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, she's... The window displays just silent drapes opening to show one of Jacoby's gold shovels. Christ. Uh, oh. Incredible. I I still like my original pitch of season three Nadine where she has thought that she was a teenager for the entirety of season two. Right, she just went back around. And now she has <laughs> the same age. Yeah. She's like, damn, I'm not supposed to be this sore at like 50. Uh-huh. Honestly, she looks pretty good. She yeah. looks great. Yeah, she, yeah honestly, she looks good. like we've said this a lot about. Uh, yeah, we've said this about a lot of people. She kind of just looks the same as she did in 1991. Yeah, yeah like similar. she's got a lot more like wrinkles and stuff, but like not that many more wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, she looks good. Yeah. Anyway, back in Las Vegas, uh, you know they're getting ready to head out for the day. The Jones family, they put Sonny Jim in the car, and then Janie kind of pulls Dougie aside, like. I can't stop thinking about last night. Oh, it was wonderful. Oh, we we did also forget to mention in that scene you do get a cutaway to, uh, yes, yes, because to what the, um, to Janie just screaming Dougie's name and it cuts to like her waking up Sunny Jim with it. Is that what we were talking about? Uh, we, no, as you was saying, we forgot to mention that when we. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, You're pretty funny. Pretty, pretty funny. good. Um, but yeah, I don't really think, yeah, th- th- that's all we get. Just, hey, yeah, they're having a just, great time. Yeah. Sex uh, is happening. <laughs> yep. Quick check in on Jerry. Jerry's still lost and high. Yep. <laughs> Moving <laughs> this on. Has, this has yep. moved back to, like, is he okay? This is back to troubling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, is, this is back to, is is he in his right mind? Yeah. But, like, in the in the scary way. Not right, in the he's, right. he's smacked way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we also forgot to mention that Richard called into Chad and said yes. he needed to intercept that fucking letter yeah. uh, that Miriam sent. Or, like, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Chad is now, like, up in the reception area of the sheriff's department looking out the window for the mail. And Lucy's like, hey, you good? And Chad, the worst liar in the world, is like, well, I just think it's such a beautiful day out there that, uh... Oh, I think I'm going to have me another donut, and I'm going to head on out there. You know, I see the mailman coming. I'll save him the hassle of walking in and bringing us the mail. I'll get it for him so I can enjoy she's this like, beautiful day. She's like, dude, he brings the mail in. Yeah. That's his job. Oh, I thought like, like, the well, trouble. Yeah. Like, Lucy is like, I'm an idiot, and even I know. <laughs> I really appreciate that they have Lucy cotton on him and, like, watch him do it, because, like... That's Lucy did shit like that before, and I'm glad they didn't forget yeah. that like Lucy's not yeah. just all stupid all the time. Yeah, um, even like also, the the, the guy's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> the mailman is dude. 
You're really suspect right now. Yeah, because then he's just standing there flipping through the mail while everyone's watching him. Yeah, cool, because, you know, technically, he can't walk back inside without getting rid of the letter, because then Lucy sees it, and he can't walk past the front desk with the mail, because it's like, hey, give that to me, that's my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Uh, I I get why this is happening. Right, Um, he's kind of trying to have his back to the building, but Lucy still just sees that he's doing something to the the mail. The window's right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, Luke, your Chad turns more and more into Michael Valentine every time you do it. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he just kind of tucks the letter into his shirt and then gives uh, Lucy all the rest of the mail, and he's just like, everything's regular. I didn't do anything shady. He's like, I'm so smooth. Yeah. And she's like, I know you did something shady, but like, I can't say exactly what it was. Yeah. And I can't, like, I'm not going to go to open up your shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to sort out this mail really hard in front of you. <laughs> yep. So, um, he, but, okay, 99% yeah. chance Lucy took the call about how it's Richard's fault and uh, how Miriam's definitely, I like, hey, I wrote a letter, uh-huh. uh, and that's how we're going to find this out. Oh, very well, could be. I, I assumed that, like, somehow it got to Chad, and Chad well, just didn't do anything with it. Chad is in the the dispatch room now. I guess, no, that's true. I just assumed that, like, uh, somebody else has to have knowledge of this. Right. Otherwise, there's, like, no reason to look for it. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's good that we get our first bad cop. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah good there that, is an evil cop. It's good that they are acknowledging that at least sometimes cops are bad. Yeah. But you it's, know what? I yeah. like living in Twin Peaks where the cops aren't bad. Yeah, hey, yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, listen, I was talking about Columbo earlier. <laughs> this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, here. That's yeah. the thing. All the good cops are fictional. Yeah, uh, it it was. There's like a current trend on uh, TikTok of going, uh, "All cops are bastard," but it's with increasingly harder to characters to call bastards. Oh, <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, and yeah, um, Dale Cooper and Columbo are basically always at the top. <laughs> I'll call Dale Cooper a bastard. I don't give a fuck. I'll also call Dale Cooper a bastard. That motherfucker is. He's not just a bastard. He's a fed. Perhaps try interviewing the parents of the murder victim next time. Yeah, dipshit. Dipshit. Perhaps trying not to traumatize the other victim. Uh That's that's why, like, the spirit of Renette was in that room with the, like, banging door. She was there for fucking revenge. That's why he's Dougie now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That, to me, like, it's not actually funny, but it was very funny just to be watching that series and going, like... Every time that, like, he t- interacts with Renette, like, he just fucking ruins her. Even the last yeah. episode when she's, like, like better and out of the hospital finally, he's got to get her one last time on her <laughs> way out of town. Yeah, don't think I forgot about you. <laughs> he just, like, shows up and he's like, ah! And she's like, all right, good. <laughs> it's going to he traumatizes her instead of Bob. Yeah. Anyway, so Chad texts Richard uh, that he's done the job and Richard drives off. And hey, Johnny's back. Can I um real quick? Can I say one one positive thing about Richard? Yeah, I love his stupid shitty car. He's got a stupid shitty his car. His stupid like shitty car is yeah. made out of twenty color. different parts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it though. But that's uh-huh. not really a thing about Richard. It's mostly about his car. But yeah, yeah. I do appreciate his stupid shitty car. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, after hitting his head last time, 
Sylvia has clearly, you know, gotten Johnny restrained so he won't hurt himself. He's, like, tied to a chair, and his hands are tied up in, like, mittens that, like, don't have thumbs or anything. They're bags, so that, like, he can't grab anything or anything. And he's got, like, a helmet and a mouth guard in. Um, and he's just, like, sitting at the dining room table, and the uh, fucked up little David Lynch teddy bear is sitting on the table... It's like a teddy bear from the neck down, and then its head is like a giant light bulb with like a gross clay mouth and like eyes markered on. Ma'am, I know you can afford uh uh, toys for Johnny. If that's what we're doing here, I know you can afford that, you piece of shit. And he is just kind of like, not out of it, but he's clearly just kind of like, as the teddy bear thing just keeps saying, hello, Johnny, how are you today? On an endless loop for this entire scene. I I watch... I saw that. I'm like, that's a that's a David Lynch. Yeah, that was David Lynch. Yeah. Wanted to sculpt a teddy bear and then needed an excuse to put it in the show. And he's like, I've got a great idea. Let's bring back a fan favorite. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you know, it's very clearly a thing of like, this is clearly what a lot of Johnny's life is because Sylvia just doesn't have the time or patience to take care of him, and nobody else is. Probably spends right. a lot She's of time stuck in a chair like it. this. Yeah. 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 Um. Richard drives up, and Sylvia kind of runs to the door and tells him to stay outside, or she's going to call the cops, and he's just no, like... Well, first of all, the fucking yeah. robo-butler tells her that he is arriving. Oh, wait, what? Oh, right, you're right. Yes. What the he, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he, like, buzzes into the gated community, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, there's a weird robot voice that tells her he's coming. And, um... He does say, like, hi, Grandma, when he walks in, so we yeah. know... So, that, yep, that's yeah. Audrey's kid. Yep. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... Saw Mr. C coming out of his her ICU room. Yep. Yep. This, mm-hmm. this fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah, this sucks. And, yeah, the fact that, like, oh, and he's so evil because he's part Black Lodge. Right. Yep. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Guys. But it's okay because we have the good kid, Sonny Jim, who's part uh, Dougie Lodge, which is good? Question mark? Yeah. I don't... What are we doing here, guys? Don't know. What we're doing now is just uh, really... Oh, just watching some gross violence. Yeah, so... Yeah. He, he's telling Sylvia that he wants money, and she says, like, oh, go ask your grandfather. He won't give you any more Willie. Uh, I'm not giving you a penny. So he, like, walks up to her and starts choking her. Johnny is, like, panicking, trying to get out of his chair. Uh, and just falls over, you know, he's restrained, he can't get up, he's, like, kicking his legs, but his legs are tied to the chair. Yeah. And, uh, uh yeah. Yeah, the teddy bear's talking the entire time. Right. This is also some real, like, everything that, uh, Richard says, and this is just cartoonish. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, it's also like a like... mix of, like, being very uncomfortable, also, like, come on, like, that's just lazy, right? Like, him, like, going, like, you cunt! It's uh-huh. like, all right, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. dude. Gotta, yeah, it, I, I don't know if, I don't know if the audience is gonna pick up on whether Richard's a bad guy or not. We yeah, better, so we better whether he, some extra words. Yeah. I, I said this, but, uh, you know, Disney, liking Disney isn't a personality voice, hating women isn't a personality. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he gets her to give him the safe combination, and he kind of throws her to the floor, and she's like, sees Johnny upset and like struggling against his restraints, and she's just kind of like, just too, uh, I mean, A, 
just got strangled. B is just kind of so distraught that she just kind of stays put. She tells yeah. Johnny we can't afford to make him mad. And yeah, he steals all of their money and storms out and just kind of leaves them there. All the money, all the jewelry, some silverware, yeah. like takes her purse. And again, comical nonsense. But also this scene ended up being like less bad than I thought it would because I really thought he was going to beat the shit out of Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. Unlike a pure, like, craft I, level, I think this is a well-made scene of, like, there is just, like, a really uncomfortable tension the entire time of, like, oh, God, is this going to go even more violent than it already has? Yeah. Um, I think it's well-made. I just think it's a well-made shitty scene. Yeah. Yeah, like... like- I, 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 I yeah. understand why you're having a hard time explaining what happens to Johnny last episode. Because nothing exactly happens to him, but it's also very traumatic. Yeah, but they just bring him back to be a punching bag that never got hit. Also that. Yeah, yeah. Like, why did... Yeah. We said it last time. You could have just forgot about Johnny. Everybody else that watched Twin Peaks forgot about Johnny. You could have had him show up and attack this old woman, and that's the same thing. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, well, isn't this even more tragic now that right he, that you know she's for that he's forced to watch right yeah and like it is, but it's the same thing we were talking about with like the the women that get abused on this show. Like Johnny, more than any other character, has never gotten any interiority or agency in this show, and just no. bringing him back to do this to him is just pointless. Yeah. I guess I'm curious. Is it the same actor? No. All right. It's not even, oh, we had to get the actor back. Yeah, that's just a weird decision. Yeah, I. it's... If, if I am, like, really stretching to try to think of any, like, reason to have him here, it would be to, like, draw a contrast between how he's treated and how Dougie's treated, but, like... Even that's so no, thin that's, that like no, there's nothing there. That's not what's happening. No, uh, I think the I think the reason part of it is somebody. My guess is David Lynch goes well. Somebody online is going to ask where Johnny is if I don't put Johnny in this thing and that I have well Sylvia to show up. Yeah, like, but that's it, well, that's what but, it is to me. But then also, why two scenes? Here's the thing about that though. Uh, people might ask where Donna is, and Donna has, doesn't even get a fucking name drop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But she already... I think the difference between this and that is that we already know Donna's gone because of Fire Walk with me. Sure. But they could have brought that actress back to be Donna. They could have, but they didn't, so... They didn't, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, like, that at least makes some kind of internal sense to me. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's a good idea. No, no. It's, uh... And I think, also, what his defense would be is, like, well, you're calling Johnny uh, Richard cartoonish... But there's people that are really like this out there. There's families that are really like this. There's, you know, mentally disabled people that get treated this way. And like, yeah, yeah, sure, there is. But you're not saying anything with this scene. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not interested in that topic. I, yeah, I, I was reading about, like, from, like, you know, like a review of this episode. And it was like, oh, like, you know, like this this episode, more than anything, is really concerned about, like, the treatment of women in today's world. And like, <laughs> No, it just has a lot of footage of the treatment of women in today's yeah. world. There's yeah. a difference between concern and depiction. Right. And I do get the idea that, like... I Yeah, I, I do think that David Lynch is like, oh, this is, like, one of society's great evils. Right. And, like, I think part of why you have the very, like, 
broad story instead of like you know it, it, a lot of different things happening in parallel that aren't necessarily connected is to show that like oh this is a thing that's happening everywhere to all sorts of people in different ways right yeah like it's the fucking uh what's her name the weird lady in the creepy cabin in like the first episode talking to mr c like it's a whole world of truck drivers it's not just leo and twin right. peaks they're everywhere yeah yeah but also, doing it that way denies any of these victims, like, meaningful, like, agency or interiority or just, like, interesting plot lines, even. Yeah. Like, because there's only enough time to show them getting beaten up, and then we gotta move on to other stuff. Right, I can't care if the only character trait is gets hit. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's... Ugh, Richard yeah. is probably the single biggest problem with the return. Pretty big one yeah. so far. Yeah. Uh, but we cut over to Las Vegas, which now we're fucking talking. Now we're fucking talking. Real quick before we get into the meat of the scene, have either of you noticed anything weird about the timeline of this show? No. Okay. Well, wait. It's... Yes. Yes. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the dates where. Um, fuck. The dates where they were finding... They said that October 1st was two days from now. Right. When they pulled out that paper... Yeah. ...from inside the thing. But it was definitely, like, five days before that in Las Vegas earlier in that episode. Right. Or that, something oh, I, I didn't catch that one, but that's true. Also, we, like, the scene of Candy sobbing at the Mitchum's house was nighttime... Then we cut to several daytime, you know, daytime scenes at, like, Twin Peaks. Now it's back to nighttime again in Las Vegas. There's, like, either we're, we're cutting ahead in time really fast, or there's, like, not a continuity between what time of day it is between locations. Yeah, sure. Or the Las Vegas stuff is, like, happening at, like, a, like it's not synced up in time, even though it's presented like it is. Right, I don't think it is. That's the thing. I, yeah. I, I yeah, guess I, I just I think, said that. I think we will... Like when the main kind of plot that we've been following links up with the Las Vegas plot, yeah, uh, I think that it will like the the we'll either get a time jump in the Las Vegas plot that will like kind of dovetail it, right? Or we will like be shocked that like oh like this thing already happened, you know? Even though that like the last we heard that is that they were going to do it later, right? I I feel like the and I think there may have been a different day mentioned during the South Dakota stuff, too. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know don't... if they've mentioned a date during that, actually. But I feel like the Las Vegas plot is, like, two weeks behind the Twin Peaks plot, which would make sense if the thing we know about the time, like, or the episode right. count thing is true. That is true. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm bad at tracking dates and stuff. I just noticed, like, early on, you're going from, you know, it's doing a similar thing to what the old show did of, like, we're starting at, like, a certain time early in the day, and, like, the episode ends at night. And no matter where we're cutting to across the country, we're, like, it seems like it's all chronological. And now the different locations don't seem like they're following the same chronology anymore. Yeah, I, I thought about it last time, but it wasn't... I forgot to bring it up. But, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. did think that there were, like, at least at least four or five days difference. Yeah, yeah. Um... Anyway, getting into the good shit here. Duncan Todd, he's at the end of his rope. All the all his hitmen are are gone. Yeah. So is, that guy, is this, a, guy, this guy's name Duncan? Yeah, uh, the guy from Mulholland Drive's name is Duncan. 
I love yeah. this guy. Yeah, he's so good. This guy rules. Yeah. Uh, so he's got to call in Anthony Sinclair, the bad guy insurance rep at Lucky Seven Insurance. Uh, the one that's clearly doing frauds that Dougie caught. Yes, that Dougie caught. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> he brings him into his office. He's got him in like not a wait, like a waiting area on the other end of his huge office. And then he calls him over to his desk. Don't sit down. Right, when Anthony. he's talking to the other guy at the beginning of the scene, I'm like, who the fuck is that in the background? What is going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he comes to the front. It's like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and he tells Anthony uh, that he's got an important job for him because he needs to go to his sworn enemies, the Mitchum brothers. <laughs> As you know, my enemies, the Mitchum brothers, who you my helped me bilk out of millions of dollars through insurance fraud. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's the clunkiest expository dialogue ever. I love it. This shit whips. Yeah. You need to go to them and explain to them that, you know, they were cheated out of their money by Dougie Jones. And if they don't kill him, you'll have to kill him yourself, Anthony. Have I made myself clear? And he's like, yeah. but uh, what mm-hmm. if... Uh, don't talk, Anthony. Don't talk. <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> Don't speak. <laughs> right uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that, boss. <laughs> you got it. You got it, boss. Uh, um, over in Buckhorn, <laughs> you called it. Albert's out on a dinner date with the other uh, fucking uh, coroner. <laughs> Get it, buddy? <laughs> Look at that pipe, brother. <laughs> I like that Albert and the, the woman are on a date, and I like even more that fucking Gordon and Tammy are watching from, like, around a corner. The just time. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. This is the good shit. I love this. Yeah. I uh, can't believe it. I, Albert finally did it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ashley. No, I, I was just going to say another dumb thing from that article about, like, how this episode is all about sex, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's why, uh, you know, people just assumed that, you know, uh, Gordon Cole wanted Tammy just, you know, as, like, a sex object. And I'm like, what? But David Lynch kind of wanted her as a sex object. Well, that, also, he also, walks away by putting his arm around her waist when they leave yeah. the scene. So yeah, he's absolutely being a little familiar with her, and like we're not seeing much of them together. So who knows? But there's implications there. Like people thought that because a character on the show brought it up as a concern. Yeah, but like yes. this, like this person was saying, like, but like, oh, they're just good. Like they're just work buddies, and like, mm. uh huh. Mm. Hey, but yeah, like, but fix your hearts or die, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, you also like need to like take in the context that, like, oh, th- this is the creator of the show, right? Yes. Yeah. And maybe yeah. he wants all his scenes to have a nice young lady in them. <laughs> the creator of the show, who in the past wrote a scene where he gets to kiss one, where of he the got hot to kiss one of his act- actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like. He seems relatively non like, like creepy he's, yeah. about it, but he absolutely likes smooching ladies and isn't shy about it. Yeah. Um But yeah, uh just a quick check in with them to see that Albert is Yeah, yeah. no, this is more important. <laughs> yeah. This is so much more important. Uh-huh. 
I'm just happy for Albert. Albert deserves good things. He yeah. does. This is the one I'm, time we've seen Albert actually happy. Yeah. yeah. He's finally found a woman who can stand him. Uh-huh. It's incredible. <laughs> Truly miracles Not happen every day. Not only stand her, stand him, but stand him. That's so true. Uh, wait till Sheriff Truman hears about this, because I assume him and Albert have a weekly <laughs> Skype call where they catch up with each other. No, he's too busy being sick. Well, yeah, you know. he can possibly he's... answer Skype. <laughs> he calls uh, Twin Peaks and he's like, Ray, where's my Sheriff Truman? <laughs> I don't love you. Oh, get out of here. Uh, at the well, if he came back and like none of the people except Hawk was there that he like liked, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a bitch." Well, I guess Andy's there too, and you know. yeah, yeah, he doesn't he, like he, Andy. He ended up. I, I thought that he ended up at least respecting Andy. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Anyway, uh, Mitch and Brothers, Mitch and Brothers, and Silver Mustang Casino. They're uh, in the security room. The girls are draped across the back wall as usual, and they see Anthony Sinclair walk in. They're like, "What the fuck does that insurance agent want? We hate that guy." Yeah, can't that guy. Can't he go get him? And Candy yeah, doesn't for a respond. second I thought that the guy that he was talking to was the other dude, the the Mulholland Drive guy. He does look a little like him, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's from like it's like a security cam from a weird angle. Yeah. I think they yeah. have the same hair. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, did he also come? Because like that's gonna really <laughs> throw off the <laughs> That's going to yeah, like fuck up their plan of <laughs> Yeah. No, they they're similar looking dudes. I, I see how that happens. But yeah, Candy um, is dealing with her grief at hitting her boss uh, by just fully dissociating. And you know what? Relatable. (laughs) (laughs) She just spends like six minutes talking to this guy. uh, And then the Mitchum brothers getting slowly more furious in the control room before they eventually like scream through the uh, walkie talkie to the security guy. Like, screaming so loudly, like, his earpiece pops out of his ear. Yeah, he pops out of his ear, and he, like, falls over in pain. Uh-huh. It's so good. Uh, shit rocks. Just them, the long scene of them just watching grumpily as they're just talking on the security camera. No, like, you know, we can't hear any dialogue, and then eventually they're just like, come on! <laughs> Feasting. Uh, Sorry, I love this <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've graduated from watching somebody silently do something slowly to watching somebody watch somebody silently do something slowly. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Truly cinema they, in its purest form. Yeah. Then after they yell at them to come up, like, the Mitchell brothers have a look, and Rodney's like, I know, but Bradley goes, if we fire her, she's got nowhere else to go. What do you, we can't fire her. He's like, I know. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, they finally come in, they're like, what the fuck were you two talking about? And Candy explains she was just giving him the full weather forecast. Well, it's really not, you know, it's really good that we have air conditioning, because it's so hot outside, and it's... Right. Uh, but finally, you know, they're in a bad mood now, they're like, alright, what do you want, man? And he's here to explain that, although he was their agent working on that insurance claim for their $30 million building that burned down... He's not the one that denied the claim. That was a man named Douglas Jones. Yeah, I, I sold it to you, but I wasn't the claim I was claims guy. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I'm, I'm here 
of my own volition. Because I believe you. that you should have been paid out. Yes. And the I, money and that I still think that you are owed. To this day. To this day. To this day. And you deserve to know that you have an enemy in Douglas Jones. In Douglas, he talks about it every day. And they both just stare at him like, yeah, they okay, just go, is that it? All right. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're aware of that already, bucko. <laughs> but, but he's thinking... Ah, fuck. They are not, like, thinking this is real. Right. I need to really remember this home, otherwise I'm gonna have to kill this dude. Right. They're, like, escorting him out the door, but he just keeps saying, You have an enemy! And Douglas Jones! And Douglas Jones! <laughs> and Douglas Jones. Uh, and then, uh, after he leaves, they're like, Motherfucking Dougie Jones. God <laughs> damn it, he got us bitch. again. <laughs> he got us again! You get me the one. said insurance claim Vinny came and got like one in her casino. Oh, give me once. Shame on you. No, no, no shame they, on they me. They fuck it up. They do it wrong. Cause it yeah, goes, you fuck us once. Shame on us. Shame on us. <laughs> you fuck us twice. Twice. Shame on you. You're dead. You're dead. Bellucci is so good. <laughs> this premium content. <laughs> You know, here's the, I don't know the name of the guy who plays Rodney. Uh, there's something he's his face is just good whenever he's doing shit with it. Like he's just eating nuts angrily in this scene, and I've never <laughs> seen him like I have never been more entranced by a man eating nuts. There's a part <laughs> where uh, they're back in I, the uh, suite, and he like tosses some nuts in his mouth, and one like just hits his face and falls. <laughs> and it's so funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, or even when he was just doing paperwork earlier before he got hit, like, his, like, face is just doing weird little, like, twitches every now and then. I'm like, there's just something about his face that is just very interesting to watch. He's focused, man. Yeah. Like, he's kind of gaunt, It's and you just see, like, every little muscle twitch. God. Ah, uh, beautiful. Love him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we go from the Mitchum brothers to Gordon Cole's hotel room over in Buckhorn. He's just drawing himself a weird little deer. He's just drawing a weird little guy. Yeah. Hey, guys, know, check yeah, this out. I know that David Lynch started off as like a visual artist. Right. And like, he's still a painter. Like he has like a gallery in France or whatever. Uh, and yeah, he, he drew just himself drew... a weird little uh, dog with trees coming out of his eyes. Yeah. He's just got like a Sharpie and he just, yeah, just a fucked up deer thing and like a hand reaching out to grab it and it's then there's that, not it's that there. monster from undertale <laughs> <laughs> and there's a knock on the door and he goes to open it and oh shit it's laura palmer from Firewalk with me oh my god no it's not uh, it's albert no okay it's albert <laughs> oh sorry you know it's when you're when you stand up really quickly after like staying down for a long time right you see yeah. laura palmer? You, like, yeah you see little palmer for a bit it's yeah Sometimes you just see that one scene from Firewalk with me where Laura Palmer runs to Donna's house crying. <laughs> Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Yeah. As I said before, this effect always kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's such a, like, shocker, too. It's almost like play like a jump scare that, yeah, I mean, laughing is definitely not an out there reaction. Albert comes in and tells Cole to turn up his hearing aid because... They have intercepted some texts from Diane. That's right. They know that she's talking yeah. to somebody. Yeah, and Cole is like, I, I sensed it when I hugged her. 
bad right, vibes. Which, which at the time it just seemed like he was uncomfortable to like be hugging her, but now we know actually he sensed there was something weird in that hug. What if what if, at this point I'm like, what is the triple bluff? Is Ooh. that he knows he knows she's been talking to him the whole time. Right. Who knows? Yeah. So far, at least, it sounds like they know she's talking to somebody, but not necessarily who. Yeah. Uh, and then I there's think an, they know. They, they could very well know, yeah. Then there's yeah. another knock on the door that, like, bowls Cole over because his hearing aid's turned up. It's Tammy. And Tammy has other information that as soon as I fast forward... Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Tammy, <laughs> Tammy got data back from the New York Hell Cube... And they found a photo from the beginning of the archives that has Mr. C in it. And some other guy? Yeah, and some other and guy. And some other guy who's, yeah. like, interviewing him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now and that's he's not in the Hell Cube. <laughs> yeah. I think I assumed that was just, like, a scientist. I was like, well, yes, sir, Mr. Cooper, we built your glass cube for you. But, right, uh, but then why would all the stuff be up? Why would it be recording at that point? I guess that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but from there, we go to the Great Northern. Uh, Sylvia's calling Ben to tell him about what happened with Richard. He's freaking out. He asks her if Johnny's okay, and she's... Oh, you get, don't care about me. Because the, the, I'm your ex-wife. The shitty cherry on top of the terrible yeah, ice cream like, of that scene. This was like... I was like, alright. I'm feeling like, you know... My kind of bad mood of that yeah. this episode put me in has kind of like it's starting to go away, and then like now you don't care about me. I gotta get my lawyer. Yeah, yeah. doing the the shrieking wife thing with this is just bad call. It doesn't work, and like yeah. I think if you're if you're thinking about it from like the satire angle, like oh sure, like we know she has a legitimate grievance, but that's how it's being represented in process. We're like. I think I get the idea. I just, it's a bad way to explore that yeah, idea. And also, they've already fucked this up earlier in the season. Yes, yeah. agreed. You've, so you've already, already done this multiple like, times. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, no. And yeah, like, it's again, like, one of those things where it's like, all right, this is like the third character who, when she talks to her husband, right. is a parody of, like, the shrill wife. Yeah. And, like, JDE has, like, gone past that to become an actual character. Yeah, they if they wanted to do that bit, just do it with Janie E. You did it right with that one. You didn't have to keep hammering it home. Yeah. It it sometimes feels like David Lynch has actresses that he likes and he decides to write them real characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. No. True. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh-huh. Um I do like the button on it. Uh, where just Ben hangs up with her and, like, having the fight with his ex-wife, like, breaks him down enough to be like, Beverly, right, let's go get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the sheriff's department where Hawk's getting another call from the log lady. Um, you know. This part pretty, whips, though. Pretty classic log lady stuff. Oh, yeah, listen, he likes her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is good shit. Uh-huh. I like that Hawk's way of talking on the phone with her is just to sit motionless and listen. You and then just at the me. end be like, goodbye, Margaret. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I assume that's what he did when 
Like, they got tea together and stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that was not a sarcastic I like. I oh. like it. Oh, no, I, I I, just am, like, saying, like, even before they talked on the phone, I think this was just... Yeah. Their kind of thing is that he just listened. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the Truman brothers are true men. All right, weird. Sure. <laughs> now the circle is almost complete. Watch and listen to the dream of time and space. And he's like, damn, you're getting weird today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're on one tonight, and, Margaret. And he's like, oh, man, I always hate these intros. Luke always tells me what they are. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she just ends by saying, Laura is the one. And yeah, then sure. cut to the roadhouse where Rebecca Del Rio is singing a song. It's about to put ma'am, every other ma'am, musical guest ma'am, on the show ma'am, to shame. Yeah, ma'am. Hello, ma'am. Hi. Ma'am. How's it going? Hello, mommy. Hello, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, she's insanely hot in this. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a TikTok thing. <laughs> it, I it's know a, what you're doing. <laughs> it's something for the youth, Smalley. <laughs> There's no youth listening to this podcast. I think we are. We I have talked to people. People have sent us that are like 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, all right. If you're a youth who listens, right in. <laughs> yeah, and roast me for calling you youths. Uh-huh. I'm the one that said youths. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Oh, anyway, yeah, Rebecca Del Rio, who, for folks that don't remember, I mean, just a singer in real life, uh, but yeah. also was the singer in Mulholland Drive at Club Silencio. Uh, and yeah, she's just real good fucking song. Great song. I've listened to it a number of times today. And as established, yeah. looks very pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. Th- this is my favorite part of this episode. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is legitimately incredible because she's legitimately incredible, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, also, I felt like I could have gotten a lot of the same experience from a Spotify playlist. <laughs> well, do I have good news for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, like, her dress is, like, the floor pattern of the Red Room and, like. No, yeah, I, yeah. I actually thought that oh, was, like, really well true. done. Yeah, yeah it, it looks good. Um yeah, because then she's on, like, the, the red curtain backdrop. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just thought it, it was a very pretty dress. That's all. It, I mean, it I is mean, a very pretty yeah, dress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's the end of the episode. They uh, just let her do this whole song, and thank you, David. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is like... It, I think the Nine Inch Nails song is longer than this, but it's... Yeah, it's one of the only ones but where this one's just good, the whole so. song. Yeah. <laughs> right, listen... <laughs> I like the Nine Inch Nails song. This is better. I'll give yeah. you that. I know. I'm just being a little shit. The song rips. Song rips. Song rips. Uh, but yeah, that's Twin Peaks episode ten. I'll say, in terms of gratuitous violence, I'm pretty sure we're through the worst of it. Okay. In my head, I've just been thinking like, oh god, that fucking Richard Johnny scene. Uh, which obviously is not a gratuitously violent scene, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, that's like. I don't think anything that happens in the back half of this show is worse than that scene, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you guys want some questions? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I asked people to ask us about mob stuff, autopsy hookups, and bimbo gophers. <laughs> Great. Yep. I, 
I, I like for a while. It's just like I was trying to think of you know three things. I'm like, I I can't just put being women. That's not one. <laughs> that is a major theme of this episode, but. <laughs> You can't just put beating women in a tweet. You're going to no, get banned. No. Also, we don't want questions about it. No, no I don't like, want questions about that. For multiple reasons, I can't put this, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, from at Moody Tootie, what's something you'd wish they'd invent a silent version of? <laughs> invent a silent version of? There's so many ways you can be rude when you answer this question. Um, uh, the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> um, trying to think of stuff I use that makes annoying noises. Silent Predator be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Vacuum cleaner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, that's like a. That's the Holy Grail. Pie in yeah. the sky kind of yeah. thing. Um, uh, air conditioning. Oh, uh, Silent Gamer. Sure. Yeah. Box fan. I'm just trying to think. Uh, My box fan's okay. I'm just trying to think of things that make annoying noises on recordings that I have to edit out afterwards. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> chairs. Well, they do make <laughs> when silent we're, when chairs. When we're in that well. Mo- but, Molly you know. won't go as far enough to say a silent keyboard. No, no I love that. Yeah. No, I love when my keyboard is loud. Clickety clack. Yeah. I know yeah. this about you, Molly. <laughs> I just, I'm good at, I'm fast at typing and having a loud keyboard does turn it into a bit of a mess sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. that's why I, w- okay, so at work, uh, I answer a lot of phone calls. Sure. Um, before I got this, I have an ergonomic keyboard now that has like really quiet keys. Um, but previously, before I had that, people would be like on the phone with me and they would be like, is that you typing? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? I I do love when I, like, send you something on Twitter and I just hear, (laughs) as you reply. It's it's honestly very nice. (laughs) I think it's a nice noise. I, yeah, it's satisfying to me. It's it's like raindrops on a window. Yeah. Except it's a hurricane in here. Well, you know. (laughs) Well, what's, what's your WPM? Oh, last time I had an actual WPM test was a very long time ago, but back then it was over 100. Woof. Yeah. I, I can hit about that on, like, a good day, but I'm usually more 70 to 80. I, 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 we, I was joking with a friend recently, but really, the, the way to get your typing speed up is to try and type while you're playing an MMO. Oh, sure. Yeah. That is the, that is the, you, you will never learn speed, like trying to not, <laughs> trying to not interrupt your rotation and yeah. say a dumb joke in chat while you're in a raid. You cannot, you cannot fuck up rotation. Yeah. You cannot like, I think fuck my, up like, your rotation. Highest record is like 120, but I cannot do that consistently. I, I feel like I can do a consistent 100. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was, um, Jesus, I guess 10 years ago now when I had an actual typing test, mm-hmm. but I just leave it on my resume because, yeah, you can't, you're not going to test me. You're and not going to yeah, bust out a that. fucking typing yeah, test.com not gonna do on this. Me. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I uh, just like have been like type, like boop, 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 boop. I'm a, yeah, I'm a finger typer. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to take typing classes in school? 
Uh, I did, but I also, I had a, my handwriting was deemed as so unreadable <laughs> uh, that I carried around a, uh, like, a little word processor that I used. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, one of my younger siblings had one of those. Yeah, I ended up just really not using it to take notes in class. I just ended up writing all my own little stories. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can read your own notes, then... Yeah. You're good. Uh, yeah, but, like, also, that was, like... It was part of... They were trying having us, you know, draw only... Or write only in cursive. Uh-huh. Yeah, which and does I not just, help. Yeah. Yeah. Was just bad at that, and also... I had undiagnosed dyslexia. Right. I was not like, helping. Yeah, that's really yeah. not going to help. When I was like four or five, the weird uh, nonsense I came up with, because I have a cursive, I couldn't read it at all. And for some reason, my brain decided, oh, that's a language that aliens taught adults so that kids can't read what they're writing. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned this. I figured out how to read a cursive when I was like four. Uh-huh. Uh, and so kids during uh, kindergarten, when they would get a note sent home, they would bring it to me because I could yeah. read it from the teacher. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me that story. It's yes. real good. <laughs> yeah. So you said, like, listen, you charge a nickel for that? You're going to have all the yeah, Cheetos I was at lunch. Cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the- I was not smart enough to exploit my labor. Yeah. Um, the cursive is an alien thing to for adults. Reads like one of those, like, Aliens like took my neighbor kind of books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an episode of Kids Next Door waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. They ever revive that show? Get in touch with me. All I think about now when I think of Kids Next Door is the episode that's obviously a parody of the Renaissance of the, in the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a weird fucking choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> From at the Star Zone. Uh. Who also asked this on the last one, but we missed it. Sorry. Um, yeah. Tonight, the Roadhouse is proud to welcome the Totally Reprise. What <laughs> genre of music do you play? What are oh, each God. of your roles in the band? Okay. I think Molly would be the singer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I could do this. I didn't want to say it. It sounds conceited, but I could do no, that. No, no, sure. No, I, yeah. I you're can't a good sing, singer. So. Thank you. I, I can kind of do, uh, I, you know, I've. I've Maybe drums? Like, listen, I'm not. I can't drum. I don't want. But I'm pretty good at rock band drums. So sure, that's close enough. Uh, I would probably the only instrument that I attempted to like learn how to play was piano and keyboard. So I was gonna say, Ashley, you do strike me as a keyboard type person. Okay. Yeah. So you got vocal drums and keyboard. Yes. Okay. I could go guitar. You know, just to sure, make yeah, it more yeah. of a yeah, make it cool. Uh-huh. More of a physical, you know, move around the stage. Right, and I feel like I could add in some, like, Fred Schneider-esque talk singing. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, like my curse is that I do have to go low to sing, so. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I have lost. I'm sure if I worked hard, I could refine it, but I had a very deep, deep bass. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, and I don't really have that anymore. At least it's not trained up enough. Right. Um, what kind of music would we play? I, I would yeah. guess just kind of like pop rock. Yeah, you know, that's, that's probably. probably about. 
Yeah. We, we gotta find the like intersection That's of our, our three tastes. Like the killers. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> there we yeah. go. We're just gonna be a killer's cover band. Yeah. Alright, um With got, no guitar. Yeah, with no, no guitar. guitar. Listen, you need, some, you need something different to be, you know, a cover band. You can't just do the same thing. Of course. Uh, yeah, that's it for questions this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, well then, Luke, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the Twin Peaks wiki as I try to skim part 11 to see what... <laughs> if there's any content warnings I need to give. I don't think we're going to find you there. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find you other... Just- you just log on to the Twin Peaks wiki to look something up, and you just, like, look over, like, on the banner, and it's just Luke, like, oh, hey, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, I just saw the thumbnail for part 11. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Did not know this happened this early. This happens this early? Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm ready. you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as uh, Idle on Playtest, which is... Getting in the full swing of season three now. By the time you're hearing this, uh, the first episode of Idol on Disco will be available on Patreon. Uh, you'll right. also be able to hear for free uh, the bonus. Hey, speaking of the killers, uh, the bonus music podcast. It's usually patron exclusive, but we put our first episode out on the free feed as a little tease. Uh, you can hear us all yell about Hot Fuss, the first Killers album. One of the greatest albums of all time. It's a pretty good one. Couple of mids on said. there. Couple of eh. I said what I said. You know, believe me, Natalie's on there, unfortunately. You can't do this bit two weeks in a row on two I, podcasts. I can and I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I should say I will not take the bait two weeks in a row on two different podcasts. Fair enough. Ashley. Fuck Cajun Aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good what? song. Okay. No, this don't worry about it. Too. It, it was for me. Oh, okay, yeah, that's for like five people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me at year of the birth underscore Twitter dash on Tumblr, and also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your, your fucking, fucking money. money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, I need the second best game dot club. Uh, the Sekiro episode is up now. Uh, we talked about Sekiro. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good fucking game. Um, yeah, turns out. Surprise, surprise. The game Luke and I have talked about like 60 different times on this podcast. Yep. It's, it, I like it. Hey, what do you know? I enjoy, enjoy playing it. Um, yeah, I think that's a... Go listen to Idol and Playtest, please. Yeah, do uh, it. Ska 1 is almost here, so yeah. that's what I care about. I care about Disco One also, but I care more about Scott One. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can go to audioentropy.com, hit the donate button in the upper right hand corner, give us a little bit of money for hosting the website. I appreciate that so much. We would love that if you could. Um, you can go and leave us reviews anywhere on the internet where they take reviews and you have to give us the highest rating you can. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um and I think that's it. Luke, uh, what's what's coming up? You, yes, you, the next time we're watching a feast. Twin Peaks The Return Part 11, a.k.a. Twin Peaks Season 3 Episode 11, a.k.a. Twin Peaks Limited Series Event. Limited Event Series, excuse me, Part 11. Uh, a.k.a. There's Fire Where You Are Going. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> 
uh, scrolling through in terms, got a lot of hap- wow, really, what happens in like 12 through 15 if this all happens in a lot, okay, well, <laughs> uh, shut up, yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> I apologize, we're cooking, warning wise, um, blood and gore, but like on par with stuff we've seen, okay, alright, is that it? Yeah, I think so, okay, okay, great, uh, Ashley, get us out of here, until next time, Damn fine coffee.